Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever time it is you're listening to this drivel. Welcome back to the Voice from Wax Pack Lyrical, the special Paul Hardcastle limited edition. Right then, without further ado, let's get into our normal feature of uh, what we've been doing since we last got together. Let's start with the uh, the man from Stoke, the one and only Mr. Dan Hewitt. Yeah, um, getting into breaks, Stoke start a little bit more. Um, I know that we talked about this today, certainly with Ryan, that they've, they've slowed down a little bit in the UK, a little bit of an off-season, an off-season slump, which always happens. Um, so I just entered some breaks, really, bit of picky team, which I ate nothing, which was lovely, um, and then some random breaks. I did it, did all right, and not too bad. Forty um, Niners. I went after the Jags, hoping for uh, Gardner Minshew. Didn't, didn't get that, unfortunately. Um, but got a few Forty Niners bits on the way. Yeah, just uh, just breaking and carrying on. Ryan, have you have you hit, had a slightly more uh, exciting time than Dan? I have. I'm, um, I, I've started to steady myself and uh, got back into the game. So um, um, started breaking again in the UK and uh, hit a few cards. So just kind of kept going until I stopped, basically. So uh, hit a Marquis Brown Illusions 50 Red Auto, which was very nice. And that came in one day and went out the next. Um, a Javon Curse... I think that was Illusions 2, Passing the Torch Auto. Um, I've started, kind of started tensively, a new, not necessarily a new PC, but a new part of the Titans collection, which is playoff contenders rookie tickets um, all the way back for every year. So I've, start, I've added some of those in, um, which has been quite fun, keeping tabs on that. And then the other day I bought a Danny Werfel uh, Collegiate Auto, which I've been putting off buying any Gators because I hate the gators so much but it was there and it was a good price so um so i so i nabbed it and that's on its way at some point excellent stuff i think since we last got together just before the super bowl uh, there's not many products that have come out um we'll list them shortly but the only things i've really uh picked up in the last week or so uh, pinini one came out and i've i've treated myself to some of those a couple of them are really really nice cards which i know i, I certainly overpaid for uh but I want to get my card shipped over next week. So, and a couple of cards, uh, one in particular, a Cam Chance was a really, really nice card, which I probably overpaid for, definitely overpaid for. But I know someone else in the Seals group would have got it, and I'd have regretted not buying it for probably the next 15 or 20 years. And this is the first year he's actually had autographs out in any set, and it's my first and probably only Cam autograph. So, so there we go. That's what we've all been up to since uh, we got together just a week before the Super Bowl. Uh, right, let's move on to the news section. Uh, a few things have caught our eye in the last couple of weeks. Uh, let's start with uh, this storage auction, Dan. Yeah, so um, two guys over in the States. Um, I'm sure we've all seen the programmes um, buying storage lockers after they've been abandoned by their customers. Um, two guys went along, paid, dropped $1,000 to uh, to buy their storage unit. And inside the storage unit, they found seven unopened boxes of 86, 87 full-year basketball, which happens to be Jordan's rookie year. Um, the last unopened box of this sold for $86,000, would you believe? <laughs> Just on the off chance that there's a Jordan rookie in there. Um, so... Absolutely staggering find <laughs> for them chaps. Completely chopped it off. 
Um, and then, and obviously you were looking in your loft recently, weren't you, Brian? And finding uh, finding old old cards and stuff. And I just thought that the two the two married in married in nicely. You never you never know what's out there, do you? I don't think we're stuck. To be found. That I found in my dad's loft that I was tidying out is worth anywhere near probably pretty close to eighty six dollars than eighty six thousand. But yeah, yeah, sure. But you know, some nice bits all the same. No, it was, it was nice because yeah, I found the complete uh, set from was it, was it 90, 93 or ninety four uh, that I'd put together that I found that and there's even some some duplicates, but they're worth nothing. So unfortunately, they made Ealing Council's tip about three days later the duplicates because <laughs> having to thin out the collection now. But such is life. Uh, but those FLIR boxes, I believe that uh, like they're going for so much because when you open up, I think they reckon on average there is about four or five Jordan rookies in there. Yeah, and the, and if you get them graded and they grade sort of high enough, you're looking at twenty thousand dollars a card. So yeah, there was they're there pretty was, much on the money kind of thing of of what you're expecting out of the box. To be fair, yeah, there was cabinet after cabinet at the national last year of just Jordan rookie cards of all the grades. And I believe I saw on, on my Twitter feed uh, earlier this week that someone had uh, almost a Jordan rookie rainbow. They had every single grade up from four up to a to a nine point five. So wow. that was some effort putting that together. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, let's move on to our next item now. Uh, Ryan, what can you tell us about uh, Game Pass and the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, obviously this is something that cropped up and I was a victim of it. So Game Pass pretty much crashed <laughs> during the Super Bowl. It crashed in the first quarter and it pretty much lost most of the fourth quarter when anything happened. Um, lots of people were obviously very unhappy about it. I was unhappy about it. I was chatting with Bubble at the time live and he told me stop being an idiot and switch to BBC. Um, so I watched the game on BBC. Um, I did put a complaint in um, to Game Pass um, and ended up with an eight quid refund. And I believe if you actually made a complaint, you got an eight quid refund. That's the wording of the email that I received from Game Pass. I mean, look, you know, Game Pass has been besieged by lots of issues. I've loved having Game Pass, and I haven't had any problems at all this season. Um, just, just this, just this one. But overall, a lot of people go absolutely nuts, and I get it. But I'm, I use my Game Pass all the time. I was cooking dinner tonight, and I was watching. Uh, 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 NFL access so you know I, I'm always I love the product it, but it, you know it's not the time to fail not the time to fail during the Super Bowl Do you know if that was just a problem over here in the UK or was it uh, across Europe or maybe even the States as well? Um, I don't know because I'm not quite sure what everybody got like so I, my complaint in went fairly early so initially it was they were talking about a technical issue wherever it was in Italy which is where Game Pass is actually based out of um, probably for tax reasons, um, so so I'm not really quite sure, but I'm, I'm pretty pretty sure it's standard across UK coverage. But I'm, I'm not quite sure. Um, obviously, if you're using a US VPN, then then it's going to affect that, isn't it? I would have thought so. But yep, yeah, there you go. Shit happens without a doubt. Right, our third uh, news item this week is following on from PSA saying they had a backlog of a million cards or so. Everyone thought this would be an ideal time for Beckett to swipe in and, and get more business. But only a couple of days later, Beckett themselves announced that what they've previously been running was a 30-day guarantee on a service. The 30-day service is now just going to be a guideline. Uh, gentlemen, what do we think about uh, the grading industry as a whole? Let's start with uh, you, Dan. Um, they just need more. 
You know, I mean, it, don't get me wrong. We've had the conversation again, and apparently it doesn't pay very well. Um, but they just need more people to do it. It's 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 one of them things that's 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 blowing up at the moment. It's only ever going to get busier. People are grading all sorts of cards now, which is something we'll 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 talk about later. But it's 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 gone from just being your you know your your hits and your bigger end cards that you'd get graded to people are grading really sort of base cards and stuff now. So um it's it's got to grow and it's got to grow with demand. The hobby is the hobby is going going through its next its next boom like it did in sort of the eighties and the nineties. So um they need to they need to move find a way to move with them. Ryan, are you a man that, that grades cards? Um, I'd love to grade cards. I mean, if if it was if it was a genuinely uh, an option for me, I, I I've said before I don't. <laughs> apart from recently, I don't actually buy a lot from eBay. Uh, I like to break whether it's the US or it's whether it's here or trade with people over here. I'm not a big buyer um, uh, on eBay. It's just just the way I collect. Um, but if I genuinely had the option of doing it, I would love to. Um, but we're being based in the UK. It's very difficult. But um, I'm with Dan, and, and I know we both all talked about how like, I don't understand what your business model is. Is is, and we're going to talk about it later, and I don't want to ruin that either. But I don't understand what your what your biz, your Ford business model is if you do not understand the expansion of this, and you don't understand the expansion of the market going forward. So I, I've even come to the thought: well, maybe I should just go through like Lugkins or whatever and get and use PSA going forward because. You know, Beckett just said doesn't seem to be a point right now because I don't know when I'm ever going to get that card back. No, but I think PSA have got a huge weakness, haven't they? That uh, theirs is like you, you can wait three or four months, and it does depend on who who you are. If it's just one of us three sending in five cards, we're going to be waiting four or five months. But where if if you're one of these guys that sends in three, four hundred cards a month to get done, uh, that then you will get good customer service. So. I don't, obviously, have a, I don't have a problem with that, though. In fairness, that's just the way the world works, isn't it? And I, you know, Beckett, Beckett are putting these thingies, these timelines back, and saying it's no longer a guaranteed turnaround. Panini get their uh, encased products graded in time for release, and what have you. Those gets bumped up the queue just the same. So that's just one of them things, isn't it? Unfortunately. Yeah, I think Tracy Heckler at Panini might have slightly more kudos than us three to get his cards yeah. done. No, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, well, as, as long as they grade my Minshew when it gets over there in a few weeks' time, that's that's the main thing. Get it back to us uh, before me and Dan head stateside for our little Thelma and Louise road trip we're doing. So that'll be all good. <laughs> but on grading, we had this discussion the other day amongst ourselves, and we should really offer a prize for this. Can anyone tell us what the point is of getting a booklet graded? Because they just look absolutely shit. <laughs> Has anyone ever seen a booklet in one of those cases that actually makes you think, wow, that looks really good now? Why do people get booklets graded? Ryan, th- shed some light on this for us, please. Um, the only benefit that I could see was, um, was I saw some basketball once a day and... Um, and they look really nice, but then I realised they're because they were triple fold, uh, rather than the traditional Panini double fold. Um, I think Triple Threads did the triple fold, uh, maybe Exquisite did, but um, but I. Other than that, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, like, it's just stupid. 
like absolutely stupid. I mean, I'd need a, like a, a A3 box just to house one um, for for a booklet. I, I just no. What, what are they doing? What are they doing? The the, the thing for me is I, I just don't get it. I just don't get why it needs to be so big. I can't for the life of me think that you know it needs to be that big because of the size of the cards. Well. Normal graded cards are only the thickness of the card and the plastic's right around the edge. What's the difference? Yeah, there must be slabs available that will fit booklets. There's only three or four different booklet sizes. So you must be able to encapsulate it in a slab that basically you could you could grade a box of cornflakes in what they're giving you, couldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, it is. <laughs> Oh, I've got a shredded wheat 9.5. Look at that. Beats anything you've got. It's the same size bloody slab. Come on. It's, it's just, just looks crazy. But you know that's the slab you're getting back. <clears throat> so it's, so it's, it's going to look shit. <laughs> it's going to look shit. And it doesn't really add value to it as a booklet. Booklets don't really hold the value as, as normal cards anyway. I've got a couple of booklets because I like them. But I wouldn't would never ever think of getting them graded just because they they come back and they look like something you've made in like nursery school they look crap but anyway that that's just us so let's move on to uh just dropping you a few uh names as to who we've got coming up hopefully in the next few episodes dan who are we hopefully coming uh got coming on for some guest interviews so we've got um ben from uh, midwest box breaks is uh, is eager to Make a return. Um, Ryan's spoken to Drew in the past couple of days from when we get that podograph, and uh, he's he's keen to come back on. Um, we've got a gentleman named Ron from Sports Card Scammers, who, uh, who we've had a conversation with. Um, looking forward to talking to him, and I believe Rich Rich Budden is uh, is wanting to come on. Is he Ryan? Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to be like a, a, a guest presenter because um, I think it'd just be funny. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. Excellent. There's only one proviso for when he comes on. He has to wear his 1983 Miami Vice Crockett and Tubbs shell suit that he, he be, he's be, got sent over. Be lucky if it was, he's wearing any clothes, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not going to be the uh, the YouTube live version then. Definitely not. Bloody hell. Right then, let's move on uh, with thoughts of of guest presenters in the nude male ones. So let's definitely move on from that one. And have a look at what's come out since we last got together. Three main products have released since we last recorded, and they are Select, uh, came out about three weeks ago. Panini One came out last week. And only a couple of days ago, Panini Encased came out. Gentlemen, what are your favourites and least favourites out of those? Let's start with you, Ryan. Um, I mean, it's so difficult um, for me because actually I really like all three products. Um, Encased has always been a product that I love. It's right up there for me um, because of its clean aspect. Panini won basically because it went from zero to hero for me, uh, and I respect that. And also um, because I think the DK Metcalf that you got this week. Yeah, about three days ago. Yeah, uh, that is just a gorgeous card the 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 parallel color matches with the swatch and those are the things i dream about because you boys know i cannot stand it like with origins or 
uh, who else does it? Origins, Illusions, like where the colours are all different and it doesn't match the swatch colour for the player. Um, really does my head in. But that card you got this week, absolute oh, the, top of the pops. Oh, the swatch colour one, that was the Cam Chancellor one with the green was name it? plate. Oh. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Gorgeous. Absolute gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Really is. Uh, Dan, what do you like out of those? Um, I was quite looking forward to seeing Encased and then oh, it's kind of disappointed me. So when the when, you know when the when the press release dropped and and they were hinting that they'd even put a ten in there, gem mint ten gold label, um, even black labels I think, yep. um, if I'm not mistaken, they were, they were hinting at them. I've I've watched I don't know how many boxes and there aren't there's so many nines. It's just gone back to from what I've seen of it. It just seems to have gone back to to what it was the first year, which is which just is really disappointing. From what we saw in the from what we saw in the press release, um, but out of M three, my favourite was always going to be Select. Anyway, I really like really like Select as a product. I think it does Prism better than Prism. Yeah. Why are the in case only getting nine? Which grades is it that's letting it down? Is it? <laughs> well, here's they, they the, don't. Here's the, they don't subgrade them. No, they don't subgrade. Oh, so you they don't, don't subgrade them. Nope. Ah, okay. So, but the, the, the thing is, Dan, is I, I've. I was really tempted to get in on a, a, a couple of uh, a couple of cases, and I just thought, well, Titans are around seventy dollars, and I thought, nah, nah, I'm not going to do it. There were three eight point fives. Wow, wow! I haven't, I haven't right. seen an eight point five yet. In, but, in yeah, one case on Mojo, I watched there was three eight point fucking fives. I mean, that's just embarrassing. That's embarrassing. We've had this debate in the group. Um, uh, uh, the boys uh, know this, and I've, I've so been so tempting to comment on so many occasions. And I know some of you that may listen to this, you know, I probably actually have messaged you privately, um, where people overprice a card because they go, oh, "It's graded." And I like, I did it this week to somebody, and I messaged them, and I went, "Yes, but it's eight point fucking five, and no one gives a shit." <laughs> Like, like that's not going to add any value. It's like eight point five. You know what I mean? Um, may as well be raw. It may as well be raw. Just it, crack it out. Yeah, doesn't need graded. Crack it, it out because it's pointless. Um, so yeah, I would. I have exactly the same thing, Dan. I was going nuts, but then again, the more veteran product they have in encased, I think makes it all round a better product. And some of the veteran stuff that's been seen coming out has just been. Mwah, top of the pops. Yeah, I've never really been an encased fan because I, it just doesn't do it for me for whatever reason. I, I can see the appeal to, to other people. You know what I mean? I'm not going to knock people that do like it, but it's never one that I've really liked. I, I do quite like selects. I like the parallels. I think they come out quite nice. I've not bought any of those to start with. Now, I'm, I think that's the sort of thing I'm going to be searching for when when we go out to the national meeting. Then give me something to look for in the boxes because there'll always be some uh, some autos that need buying and stuff like that but obviously Panini 1 came out last year uh, when it came out we had the massive gripe on here that there were no Russell Wilson cards or Earl Thomas which were advertised in the checklist and they have appeared in this year's one uh, the cards that should be in, in last year's or in this year's they're marked 2018 as well it's a shame that uh, Panini didn't pull the checklist for, until a load of us had, had gone to them and said what's going on and had basically spunked a hell of a lot of money chasing them because oh they've not come out yet they must still be in there and we were buying them in, in 
uh, in player breaks on eBay and spending seventy, eighty dollars with no chance of actually getting it. But but they've appeared this year. Uh, I snaffled a very nice old Thomas on eBay that was underpriced on the first day they came out. Someone put it on there for forty nine dollars. Uh, buy it now uh, out of twenty five. Very nice one. Uh, the out of fifties have been going for ninety dollars, so that's that's turned out to be a good investment. Bought a very nice black shadow box DK1 for about ninety dollars, I think that was when it first came out. Very nice. And the yeah, the Cam Chances mindset. It's got the uh, the lime green uh, alternative uniform patch on there, nameplate with with his autograph, which is really really clean. So I picked that one up, and that's gonna be yeah. As I've said earlier, I overpaid for that. It's probably going to like the top five cards in my collection though. So that's. When you're doing that, you don't mind doing it. So that's so that's all good. I've seen some Russell Wilsons come out. Obviously, some guys in the Seahawks groups I'm in, they've picked them up. And there's a couple of cards on there. Nice cards are out of four, out of three, and, and such like that. But the patches in there are just one colour, which is, to me, if you're getting uh, one of the top seven or eight players in the entire NFL and these cards out of three or four, then... The patches should really have the wow factor in there to me, but for whatever reason, they don't have. So, but anyway, onwards and upwards. We've got three products coming up in the next week or so. Uh, Contenders Optic, uh, Leaf Draft, and National Treasures puts in an appearance in about 10 days' time. Which ones are we looking forward to out of those, if any? Let's go with you this time, Dan. Uh, then uh, I'd have to go with Leaf Draft 2020 just because it's 2020 product. Um, obviously, National Treasury is lovely, but uh, we, we've said it many times before. You know, it's a it's a wolf in sheep's clothing, isn't it? Um, for the price that it is, and, and I find Contenders Optic baffling. That I don't like Contenders anyway, and then I find it baffling that people would pay so much money for only six of them that are shiny. Um, that's just a, just a strange phenomenon. That one. Ryan, what do you think? Um, hmm. I'd probably go the same. Um, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Optic. Um, Got to be said. Probably Leaf Draft Football to see what we've got around it. I wouldn't mind breaking a bit of it. I just think that National Treasures... Yeah, I, I do want an AJ booklet. So I, I do want an AJ booklet. <laughs> so I probably... Yeah, might... might, uh, might might have a nibble uh, NT, so I'm probably looking forward to NT. Um, but I just wanted to go back for a second because um, we're gonna we'll have some ultimate um, tomorrow. We think it's coming in tomorrow, um, and I was all like, "Yeah, get ultimate in. It looks sweet and uh, it really nice. A light leaf." And we we've talked on the show about how much we've liked the leaf product. I find out that um, to get this product out was the first product to 2020 it's really sticker heavy this year and that has really disappointed me because it's normally like on card um but um i'm hearing that it's it's very sticker heavy which is disappointing no is there a good uh a good player checklist in it though um I haven't seen a checklist. Oh no! I, what am I talking about? I sent a checklist to Steve today. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> idiot. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it covers pretty much everybody. So, so it's pretty good. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Yeah, uh, those three that come out. 
they're all okay products to me is nt I, i'm not sure if anyone's seen the price of this year's nt advertised anyway yet but i'm sure it's it's probably about $200 more than it, it was last year, which probably makes it about $450 overpriced. <laughs> three. So it, it's not a bad little product and you like to, to collect a couple of cards. Uh, you know what I mean? I wouldn't mind a little, a couple of DKs when, if they come out and stuff, but uh, going into breaks, they're just so expensive. That they're just not worth it. You are better off waiting for the secondary market on those. So uh, time will tell. Contenders optic, optic, agree with what dan said there it's i can't really understand it i don't mind them but it's, it's nothing that i actually chase the only contenders optics that i've picked up have been like seven eight months later when they're when they're going for about 20 25 for a for a, out of 49 autos so yeah so we will see it's nice to have 2020 products coming out uh obviously with things like leaf draft with the first products of 2020 that come out they are hot but only they're hot for about two weeks and that's it so as uk collectors we don't really stand a chance of, of prospecting on that because by the time you get your card shipped over here you've, you've got no one to sell them to because the next product's out and i think they're basically pc only aren't they so but leaf draft moves us nicely into our next segment here uh we had the nfl combine last week uh ryan's our college football expert so ryan Let's uh, let's talk Dan through the combine, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, first of all, um, look, a lot of people say that combine isn't important. I think that's completely out of bollocks. I think it's incredibly important um, because ultimately most of the people will be looking at first couple of rounds but um, we need to remember that it's seven rounds and you don't want your team um, selecting absolute crap after the third round so the combine is important for everybody um, but I suppose from a hobby perspective the big thing I think is probably Justin Herbert uh, yes Tua looks medically clear um, I think he'll be just hit the market and it'll be nuts um, depends on where he goes, obviously Redskins or um, whether Chargers or Miami Dolphins move up, but I think the tour market will be nuts. So let's let's just say he's a banker, um, you know, and we, we all know that um, Burrow is a banker too. But Justin Herbert, I think, earned quite a lot of money. I mean, very, did amazingly well at the Senior Bowl, um, comes out, comes to the co- Combine, you know, <laughs> runs a 4.68, uh, there's a seven zero six three cone measures in at six six happy days um you know we all know he's a good uh, perfect size for an nfl quarterback or prototypical um did really well is athletic it's just his leadership concerns um but i think he earned a lot of money and i think in the hobby i think he's probably one to 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 probably watch out for just jake from was just awful um and i've any somebody like me that loved Jake Fromm, <laughs> um, uh, in terms of him and his personality and who he was, but and then watched him play for Georgia and how boring and static he is, to see him just athletically testing so badly, um, you know, any I, I can't any team that selects him in the first two rounds, I think is a little bit nutty. Um, I hope Titans don't. Jordan Love. Probably earned a bit more money. I think Jordan Luz is just too much of a risk for me. Um, uh, there you go. Um, sort of notables, I'd probably say, in amongst the, the, the quarterbacks. Uh, Jalen Hurts did really, really, really well. We know he's athletic. Um, I've got him with 100. 
speed score and that's a nice for a quarterback that's an excellent score um running backs is where it gets a bit interesting boys i think because of the hobby that's probably where we want to be um looking at quarterbacks and running backs um and a lot of trash <laughs> uh this running back class has some really nice players at the top but there's a lot of trash out there. Um, we know about Andre Swift. We know about um, players like Cam Akers and Keyshawn Vaughn, uh, AJ Dillon, of course, um, Jonathan Taylor. Um, and Jonathan Taylor absolutely ripped up the combine. 439, 4701, three cone. I make it a 1-2-1 speed score, which is puts him on Saquon Barkley level. So speed score is basically a weight-adjusted score. Um, on how athletic a player is, he 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 hits Saquon Barkley, you know, and you can make your your own lines on that. So, I think he's going to make himself a lot of money. I think outsiders from a kind of hobby perspective that did really well at the combine, but probably need to do some more work on uh, Joshua Kelly at UCLA, um, sneaky late rounder. Uh, said AJ Dillon, who looks so good in college, people don't think he'll transmit to the NFL, but he ripped it up. Um, at the combine and probably now in about a third round range so he's probably something to think about prospecting on talked about Cam Akers um, Anthony McFarland from Maryland um, I like the look of him um, and then we come to the wide receivers and um, for them, the stats that I've done and, and the stuff that I do I think it's quite clear that there's some top guys and then it, it's, it's just basically pick a mix what do you want um, I think all-rounders, so number ones, um, there's a lot to choose from. But um, certainly Denzel Mims did himself a lot of favours from Baylor. He's a 6'2", wide out, 207. He ran a 4.38, 6.66, three-cone, which is absolutely spot-on, incredibly good. Um, Michael Pittman did well, USC. Um, I'm going down my list now. Chase Claypool ripped it up with a 4.42 and a 40. Um, and he weighs £238 he's 6'4 there's a lot of talk about whether teams will try and transfer him to a tight end um, but he did had an incredible combine and he's certainly one to, to, to watch out for from hobby Henry Ruggs I thought ripped it up and I, I, I think Henry Ruggs for me um, for a number one wide receiver is the guy um, uh, CD Lamb did really poorly um, which is no surprise. T. Higgins didn't compete, which I think actually hurts him because pro days, yes, but pro day speeds are always quicker. Um, and there's some other players to have a have a look at. I think Joe Reed from Virginia, Desmond Patton uh, at Washington State. Um, I think he had a really good combine. Um, so some players we're put, starting put to put that uh, prospecting list to, together, boys. I think, and like I said, once I've done my full board, I will be releasing it to you, boys, anyway, so you can have a look at it. But um, I think there's some players there that are definitely worth prospecting on this year. From a hobby perspective, if, as we're saying, Tua goes possibly to the Redskins because Ron Vera's making waves to say whether it's just to get trade bait or just to shake it up saying he could possibly draft him what would that do to Haskins because obviously they they do a Josh Rosen and, uh, and trade him if they didn't trade him and he just sat as a backup what would that do to his market because his market is quite high because Redskins and Brakes are still very very highly priced because Haskins is well seen currently as as the future quarterback of the franchise there 
for me, uh, for me, I, I, I didn't value Haskins very highly anyway. Um, he couldn't beat out um, JT Barrett. And where's JT Barrett now? Is he still at the Saints? I mean, Jesus Christ. Apparently, they can't even throw a football. So, um, so I wasn't that high on Haskins at all. And so I'm not really that surprised. And then when you're picking number two in a draft and you've got a new coach, you, you need to build for the future. And if this isn't your guy, then he isn't your guy. Go and select somebody else. I, I have no problem with Washington Redskins doing it at all. From a hobby perspective, though, um, yeah, those people that those people that, that banked on Haskins, and um, I actually think that those people who bank on Tua, potentially, I think that will... He, he won't explode as much as he would do clearly at the Dolphins because of the market. Dan, have you got any questions on the combine? Uh, who was the guy that got it in the face when he was looking the wrong way? Oh, the tight end, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, shit, I can't remember his yeah. name, but that he favorite, broke his... Favourite combine moment. He broke his nose, didn't he? Yeah, did it break his nose and also like burst a blood vessel in his eye or something? So. Yeah. yeah. We'll sting him that... that. But no... I, I do enjoy watching the combine. Um, this year they moved it to, to later in the day, didn't they? Yeah, it was all for, yeah. for prime time viewing, which which meant a lot of the players decided not to participate because I have a I have an interesting thing on that actually, um, which is something that I'd, that I'd put to put to Ryan probably. Um, I'd, Sports Illustrated released um, a, a scout basically report of what was going to happen for the week and he was he was basically the running back guy so he was in charge of all the running backs at the combine and he was basically responsible for getting them from a to b um wherever they needed to be on time all the time whatever these these guys were getting up at half past six according to this schedule and weren't getting to bed until 11 o'clock at night because of the new thing. And then you're getting them back up again at half past six the next day and telling them, right, you've got to run a 40 today now. Off you go, go and do your best time. It was just, it was like, I don't know, you wouldn't treat a, you wouldn't treat a normal, like an athlete like that, you know, everybody who's on a bangs on about rest and all of this sort of thing. The things they have these these kids doing and the, the, the length of the days, that was every day as well for the solid for the five days. Like, it was unreal. I hated it. I literally really hated it. I, I just, I just didn't understand. And the thing is, is that you say, well, they say they wanted all these players in prime time. Well, a lot of the top players did decided not to do it anyway. So I, I just hated it. And I know that uh, from listening and reading a lot, and um, some of the the rumor, the rumor websites and stuff like that about what was going on in the back. Uh, uh, I was looking more at the interview lists, but was it that scouts hated it? So. <laughs> So and and teams hated it. So you know, I, I, I yeah, I, I don't agree with it at all. I think move back, but this is the NFL, and they won't. It's prime time now, and that's probably where it's going to stay. But it only got a three percent rise on the rating this <coughs> and is that worth it for all the for all the upheaval? Because a lot of all the the dealings and the rumours got done with with everyone was out to dinner at night, and no one could do that now because they were still testing. And still at the uh, stadium till ten, half past ten at night, doing stuff. So, and the discussion we had a couple of days ago was why is there not an official timing for it? Because you'd watch someone run, and three different networks would have three different times because they've got their own timing. There, there should 
be an, they, should, they should definitely do an official time for us right as fans and and for network analysts and writers and media they should absolutely have an official time they should do it i don't see any reason why they don't use um technology to do that but teams have their own times anyway um and the reason is is because they will have the same guy that will clock them at the combine and then they'll time the guy and clock it at their pro day and like i said to think earlier was that but traditionally at pro day the clock times will be faster because it'll be like the tight ends coach for for whatever college it is and they will always 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 clock it faster so teams get into a rhythm where they'll have the same they'll make sure we don't care what that clock says up there the nfl official time or the pro day college time it's what we've got and they will be different but it doesn't matter as long as their their times match up with what they want it doesn't really matter to teams fair enough so how far away from the draft now is it 20, it's St George's Day, I believe, isn't it? 23rd of April. Yeah. So it's only seven, eight weeks away now? Yep. Bang on, Thursday night starts. So, uh, Happy days. Rumours that, that, that Dan's hosting a draft party. We're all invited around to Stoke on Chet. We'll, we'll give everyone the address on the next episode and where to turn up, and there'll be a nice spread laid on. <laughs> you can help yourselves once we've picked at six cause, or whatever it is we pick because that's when I go to bed. <laughs> well, well, I, I, I'm hosting Mr. Bubble um, here uh, for our own draft party, so maybe that's the night we maybe we maybe record. Very civil. I'm off that week, so I'm, I'm looking forward to to uh, watching that. So, how that's gonna gonna go down with the missus when she <laughs> she doesn't like the TV being on in in the next room when she's asleep at ten o'clock at night when she's going to work the next day. So, oh yeah, <clears throat> these sacrifices. I can see myself sitting in the car listening to radio overnight, but anyway, I'll have to negotiate something or tell her to go and stay at her mates for the first night, definitely. So, Not that the Seahawks will pick in the first round, because we always trade out of it anyway. So, anyway, onwards to our mass debate today. Uh, the mass debate on this episode. Uh, right, let's start with uh, Dan. So, with prices so high now, are we seeing an upturn in short print parallel and rookie cards compared to hit chasing? Away you go, fella. Short answer, short and sweet, yes. And for me, it's uh, I found it quite refreshing, to be honest. Um, we've often we've talked about it on this show. We've talked about it loads of times that you know a, a parallel card, a short print parallel card of a player. Um, be it a rookie card or whatever, doesn't get enough respect from the hobby base has been seen as as throwaway. Um, and I think the times are changing now, that, that people are all of a sudden realising that actually there's some value to these these base cards and, and the, the shorter print parallel versions. Um, and it shouldn't all be about the, the autos and the patches. I mean, people that's what people chase and let's Let's be frank, some of them are crap anyway. They're just little napkin patches that, that apparently player-worn. Could have been worn by any player, for all we know. Um, you know, and, and people are putting more weight on that than than a, than a really nice short print, short print parallel card that potentially only 20 people in the world can have. I've never really uh, I've never really understood it since I've been in the hobby, but it certainly seems like tides are changing, particularly thanks to thanks to the other sports, basketball and and baseball and what have you. Which football parallels particularly uh, are you fond of then, Dan? 
Well, obviously, I'm fond of the I'm fond of low number in full stop, um, based on the one on one PC. I, I find the fact that that something is rarer. Um, obviously, nice cards are nice cards, but I find the fact that something that's something that's a shorter print that less people have got that I've got one of. Um, I find that fact more interesting than than potentially just chasing an autograph. Okay, Ryan, what do you think, mate? Um, no. <laughs> I think what's driving it is prospecting. I don't think collectors are actually driving it. I think what's driving force behind it is is absolutely about people prospecting, and um, something we've talked about it um, is the this new generation, if you will, of people that were in the hobby when they were kids come back. They've got better jobs now. They've got disposable income. Um, some people have done very very well with their lives and they literally can prospect they can afford to prospect on on these players and i think they're driving the prices of those parallels which then drives the companies to make more parallels products is the reason why um japan had a specific nba silver for example the it's it's to to because the market was driven there by people who had the disposable income to be able to spend large sums of money um and and that will continue i think because we're seeing the next generation particularly of high profile quarterbacks we're literally seeing a changing of the guard we witnessed over the last two seasons and we will i think this season will probably be the final season i think maybe a three season step of a real changing of the guard young guys coming in exciting mobile quarterbacks playing exciting offensive football um we're seeing some of those players those you know possible you know hall of famer type players retiring out um i'm not going to mention eli manning because he shouldn't be anywhere near canton um but philip rivers drew Brees. he's got another season we've got what's going to happen with tom brady we've got players that were high high draft picks that are going to be on the scrap heap probably um we'll see in a few weeks like marcus mariota james winston um we've, we've got jared, uh, jared goff who's had a really average bang average season we've got carson wentz that when he's healthy and got wide receivers looks great but when he's not looks you know it's just not great and then you've got this lamar and you've got deshaun watson and you've got pat mahomes and those type of players will absolutely drive that drive that through the roof and I think because we've seen that generation now come in, who are seeing these exciting, particularly court, like it is really quarterbacks, um, they they're driving that price, they're driving that price up, and um, it'd be really interesting. There's um, obviously you can do different cross parallels and say, well, this is what this was in a rookie year. My, one of my favourite parallels, personally, is a, is select die cut. Um, tie dies to 25 I'd always wanted to collect one season just to, um, but um, uh, when I win the lottery that's what I'll do one season is just try and collect a whole 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 set but even if you look at that just a few years ago the rookie prices of say like a round two running back for example are nothing like they are now um, we're talking easily put as put a zero at the end of what they used to be and one of the real ones that I think we probably need to keep a close eye on um, although they're so limited that it's very difficult to to see, but is um, Chronicles, which is going to be releasing soon. So it's a new uh, a new Panini um, mishmash 
um, product. So it's got all sorts of bits in it from reinventions of, of classics to score. It's got Crown Royale in there. It's got um, Panini, you know, the old shit Panini, Panini product. Um, it's And also what is interesting here, it's got Gala Rookies. Now Gala Rookies, they were, they were a hugely desired short print card. Uh, always numbered to eight. And if I go back to 2016, put it into context, the Zeke one, the only one I could find, sold for $350. So it would be really interesting to see that <laughs> and see what the prices are these days of what these rookies this year will be um, for that particular product. Because that, again, is like one of those short print parallels that really, really hits the market. People love them. They want one of those eight um, and if you can imagine people players like Kyler Murray, Marquise Brown and DK Metcalf, that would be really, really sought after parallel card. So in short, I don't, I don't think it's collectors driving it. I think it's leg legitimately this new wave of prospecting within the, within the hobby that is driving that. So is it the fact that people are seeing buying the parallels as, the, the people are being priced out of the autographs and, and, the, and the high end cards so they're having to get in and build their collections from maybe lower down and that is possibly driving up the price a bit more we also Dan linked us to the, the Gary V video from two or three days ago where he was saying about you know in the next five years uh, it's going to be a boom you know what I mean sports cards are the place to invest and it definitely has the last year 18 months or so it, it's just gone through the roof NBA cards definitely more than NFL because NBA cards are just ridiculously priced. As we were talking about Zion cards now, just the most, was it $300 for, for a base, not even silver card, you were saying, Dan? Yeah, base rookie prism. Yeah. Um, but it was, it's, not the, it's not the silver parallel, it's just literally the, the base card. Yeah, they've got, uh, at the National last year, you got, in the VIP packs, you got a sealed uh, card set with six cards, and Zion was one, and there were, guys from other sports in there as well just a little cellophane pack i got two of them they're still sitting unopened in one of my boxes here and the zion card from that uh is selling for 65 70 now which is just bizarre that was possibly his first ever card that was released but it wasn't one you could buy it was just given out in vip packs so people are just investing in that so yeah i'm dabbling a little bit now in, in long-term investment with with a few baseball rookies just grabbing some psa 10 first bowman cards for like 15 20 dollars a time hoping that in about seven eight years time if these guys have made it to become top level stars that 15 dollars will turn into 150 200 dollars that's just a, a little bit of fun but it, it, it's not the level of investing where people are people are just paying absurd amounts of money for for unproven players these days in all the sports. But I think it's just the way it's going. It's, parallels are nice, but there's only a few products I'd be interested in parallels. You know, I wouldn't start going through Phoenix. I wouldn't start going through XR and and that sort of malarkey. But, but again, is, is it the way forward for the hobby? Is the hobby pricing itself out of, of I don't know, of, of collectors? And is it just prospectors coming in? I, I'm going to be very interested to see what is for sale at the national this year? Because last year it could have got a, 
uh, Russell Wilson 9.5 contenders for $550. Now on eBay, those those are selling for thirteen fourteen hundred dollars. So th- the prices just seem to be doubling all over the place. Nice for me if I've got a couple of cards I want to want to move on when we get there. But then I'm not going to get the value coming back if I want to buy two or three cards, am I? So the, the hobby's going. The... Yeah, go on. So the we're we're saying that you know it is prospectors and it, and it is it is like you, you've talked about Gary V. Um, it's people like him getting into the hobby, not so much as a collector purely to sort of invest and knows full well. I mean the, the stuff he said about Janice rookie cards. Um, Janice is going to be the biggest name in basketball in a, in a few years' time once LeBron's on the on the downward slope. Um, the thing about that, the thing about it is though that whilst the rookies and the unproven players are fetching so much money, it is having a knock-on effect on the players that have been there and done it. So LeBron James isn't going to do much more in the world of basketball. You would think that similar to Brady, you're going to think that his prices have leveled out, but their prices are actually seeing <laughs> seeing a bump as well, in the same way that, that these these rookies are. Um, so LeBron James rookie cards have doubled in price, purely based on the fact of what Zion is fetching and and Ja Morant is fetching. That his are having a knock on effect. We haven't seen a braid one of the Brady rookie autos sold, the contenders rookie autos sold for a while now, have we? I'd be very interested to see what that sells for, based on what Lamar Jackson and Mahomes' prices are doing at the moment. I think you could see a massive boost in that. I know it went for a quarter of a million dollars, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think the next one that sells could see a very interesting price boost on top of that. Of course, because as players get through their career, their cards, there are less and less of them in circulation. You don't... You don't see them on eBay. You see them pop up every once in a while, and people with money are gonna like flies around shit to it. People that have the money want that card. To me, it's it's always been a little bit weird that uh, probably use baseball for this example that you get prospects that have just been drafted that are in like uh, single able. Their cards are going for three thousand, four thousand, five thousand dollars. But you can pick up a Mickey Mantle or a Babe Ruth for, for, for half that. And they're always be legends. But then if you buy a Mickey Mantle or a Babe Ruth or card, the value is probably not going to go up. It's not going to go down. So you're buying into just a, a huge gamble with these rookies. Which is, well, they're not even rookies, are they? Because they're just, they're, if you've just been drafted in the MLB, you're three, four, five years away from from making it so it is is a long-term investment that's what i mean i don't have a problem doing my long-term investment at 20 dollars a card just to buy a couple every month to see where they are in three four years time but you've got to have some big cojones to be investing two three thousand dollars in a card of a guy who's three or four years away from getting you anything back on that but that's it's a stock market now. But, but also the, the 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 issue is is it is so if you if you if you come at it completely differently, so don't come at it as like a as a collector like us that you know we we, we like certain cards we really like the look of, or certain cards we hate, all that. Kind of, 
but look at it as a commodity. So if you look at it as a commodity and you want to do it seriously, then you have to look at what the market's telling you. So it's not just about any old parallel. We've already talked about that, about the, you know, the, the, the dross parallel type products out there. We're not talking about that. We're talking about what would you be prospecting on? Like actually getting into some detail. So what product or what parallel of what product would you be prospecting on going forward from this point? Currently, currently, cracked ice contenders. It's the rookie card, isn't it? But non also, yeah. The non the non yeah, also, yeah. Yeah, pick as many of them up as you can. Yeah. Like from every, from whatever player is your investment, whoever you're banking on, just Solid. grab as many. There's obviously there's only twenty three, but grab as many of them as you can. Solid. Get them graded. Solid. Agree. Solid. Yeah. Brian. Yeah. Cracked ice in in you know, every product. There's a few that that do the cracked ice versions. They are always the way to go. Even like you're saying non autos. But I don't know. Select doesn't seem to have the value. Prism does. Mm. If you can get a, a low number Prism, if you can get a gold to ten, those seem to go for some some serious coin. Gold DKs with no autograph out of ten were going for. 160 170 dollars a time raw as well so to, to what we're saying i think what we're saying we'll come to the conclusion because this is what i'm going to say about gala rookie and why watch out for this one right <laughs> is is either it's got to be a uh a, a standout card like everybody knows right so the cracked ice contenders boom you know it's 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 there it's one of the best cards of the year, right? You're going to put it up there, yeah? Or something that's super short print, like under 10, and that's it. We're in that ballpark, aren't we? And if you if you zoom in on something like that, that's where you probably look at in terms of investing. And that's yeah, why... Parallels, that- parallels have always been the attraction in basketball and baseball. But football, it's always been run basically by, by the autograph card. Yeah, yeah. Are we now, is the pendulum now swinging so that football also is dragged into the parallels? Possibly so. I, I think possibly so, and that's why I say I'm, I'm going to be watching it like a hawk. We can talk about it when it comes out, uh, which is why I'll, I'll be watching to see what happens with with, with this Chronicles football. Um because those those galas graded around nine nine point five of those top players in twenty sixteen change hands for several grand a piece. Yeah, because in basketball at the moment you've got the Zion cards. The autographs sell for less than the just like the, the parallels. That's right. Ezekiel Elliott gala rookie will exchange hands for a couple of k. Decently graded. So if you imagine that you've got, if you, if you imagine that you've got a Kyler Murray or a DK Metcalf, um, you know that 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 they they'll it will hold value. So it's worth then you start thinking about a strategy. Are you going to go into the secondary market and buy 
are you going to go into breaks and see if you can get lucky? Like, where's the best strategy to go try and chance it? We've got, you know, the chances are so minimal because they're only numbered to eight. But very interesting. Have we uh, have we already missed the boat on it? No, so, I don't think so. However, what what, I'm, what I was coming to was you look at not talking parallels now, talking rookie cards. Mm. Would no. you have picked up a Lamar Jackson or a Patrick Mahomes, say rated rookie? Dom Russ, not Optic, um, just bog-standard Dom Russ, at the time when that product released. A couple of quid, a few quid. But I, I've got a return on that. <laughs> it is. But, uh, what I'm thinking is, though, are you going to be able to? Are you going to be able to do that this time? Is there going to be any quarterbacks? Well, or are they all going to be artificially inflated based on what Minshew's done? Yeah, and there will be that, and, and and good luck to Brian. You know, <laughs> I thought you were always going to have a really good night that night that he sells that fucking card. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I wish I was there. But uh, but I think my my point from a long term investment point of view, okay, is that the quality of quarterbacks that are coming through now, and the way that they are in terms of the the multi-sport athlete type. I think we're going to go through this sort of a, a new golden era. So whilst Lamar Jackson's looking incredible right now, second best quarterback in the league, I, you know, Kyler Murray has had a good season. If they do the right things, he could continue doing that. Surprise the shit out of me. Um, but I think there's some really quality quarterbacks going to come down the line so I don't think I think long term I think you you not missed the boat just because Pat Mahomes has done what Pat Mahomes has done or what Lamar's done or what Lamar's done Deshaun Watson okay I'm a Titans fan but what has he done you know he plays nice looks nice but you know let's get it right Texans haven't achieved much yet so um I, I really do think we're going to start with a, an era where we've got some quarterbacks that are coming through that really are going to be top, top, top notch because they're fun to watch. They're athletic. They, you know, and I think that the, they will drive the hobby in the next few years. It's, I think, going back to the difference between sports at the moment. The chase of football has always been the autographs, which is why. Uh, when blaster boxes of contenders and prism stuff come out, you'll see them on the shelves everywhere. You'll you can get them. They're, they're always fifteen, twenty dollars a time. People don't really go in and, and stack their carts up with with uh, blasters of uh, of retail for football. But we've seen recently. We've all seen the videos on YouTube and stuff of when people put out any basketball product in Walmart or Target. People are loading up every single box that's there. That twenty dollars yeah. a time they're spending fortune, going home, put them on eBay, <coughs> selling them for sixty, seventy dollars, and people are buying it. Yeah. Because in those are the parallels. Yeah. That come out. It's not the autographs. It's the parallels that come out. And all people look for in football, in the whole, or in the main rather, is an autograph. And you know that when you buy a contenders blaster, uh, about one box in ten has an autograph. Normally, it's some that's drafted in the seventh round who's already been cut and is, and is. Making an XFL squad if he's lucky. So have Panini, if they 
want to attract that market, expand that, have they got to start putting lower numbered parallels into retail products to get people drawn into that? I think it's a really interesting idea. Um, I think we've seen the retail version of Prism with the red, white and blue type sort of thing going on. Um, yeah, I agree. It'd be great. And they started doing it anyway with their online ones. So they probably are moving in that direction with their on online-only products. Yeah, they couple because every product that seems to be released by Panini does does sell out straight away. We we had the, the uh, we had the Dutch auction yesterday for first off the line, didn't we? Which one was it? Was it the, which, which first off the line was it? That crashed the server yesterday. My mind's gone a blank, but. It was a hoops um, one, wasn't it? Was it basketball? Yeah, that was, was it a basketball one? Yeah, I think so. But there was a uh, no. It was, it was contenders optic, wasn't it? Was it? It was the first off the line <laughs> contenders optic football. Yeah, it came out on the, under the Dutch auction uh, thing for the first off the line, as they've done with contenders and a few other products. And it crashed halfway through because people were trying to get in on it. <laughs> and then they released it the next day for another hour, and it all did. I know they released Panini One online. You could buy it in in stores and, and such like like that. They released Panini One last week when it on its release date at a hundred dollars, and within ninety seconds, that was completely sold out. So, so the on, interesting online, one about the interesting one about the first off the line is that it kind of supports the argument. The only thing that's any different is you get one parallel. But some of the parallels are shit. Yeah, no, totally. And yet people are lapping them up. Um, <laughs> I totally agree, but people are spending more money on them. To I mean, the, N the NT one, Jesus Christ, I can't imagine what, because it was it the, they, they do a, the NT one has like a, um, a red, white, and blue first off the line parallel, don't they? Um, like booklet job type job. I mean, for that, for Kyler Murray or DK, what? Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's always a red ink parallel they do in that. Yeah, something I can't remember what they do, but... A lot of them are. I, I dread to... Or stars and Stripes, is it something called like that? Something stupid. Yeah, I, I'm dreading to see what the what the NT price is going to be in breaks for Seahawks. And as you guys know, I'm 99% just a, a pick-your-team break guy now because I, I don't really need any more Detroit Lions or grass in my boxes. My... <laughs> clogging up my uh, my supply and stuff because you just can't move that sort of crap so PYT's the way for me to go and with the Seahawks it's it's with DK being a very successful rookie year his price is a sky high even looking on eBay I, I bought into a, a couple of cases of Panini one breaks last week before I swiped on the on the secondary market and his in two cases which is basically 20 cards just in a in a pick your player eBay breaks, he was going for like $160, $170. But his cards are now going for $100 a time, so I, I'm not understanding why people are buying into that at that price. You'd have to read like, the slim to yeah, none. You would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen two, uh, several players come out twice in a, in a two case break and stuff, but then you're only getting your money back on that unless you're hitting the one of one. But then even so, Panini one is not. It's not the contenders. It's not a super fracture or anything like that. Even a one of one there, it's going for five six hundred dollars. So you're just, it's just not a good gamble in my book. So yeah, 
it's rookie rookie patch autograph stars and stripes is the eight, number to twenty three is the N, NT first off the line parallel. And NT the last couple of years the patches on there have been very napkin to me. Yeah, I've not seen anything really 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 nice. Some of the booklet patches aren't bad, but a lot of them are just very plain one color. It's like that's not a jersey. That's like a that's a t-shirt you put on there, mate. You know what I mean? You're trying to trying to con us. I would like a DK booklet. I like, do like the empty booklet. I wouldn't mind a DK DK patch. I've got the the Chris Clemens rookie rainbow from NT, which is worth a, f- a few bucks. So, but I can't see me doing doing that again because I, as we were aware from like the first couple of episodes, I paid about three hundred dollars for the one of one, and I dread to think, and that was before he was even seen as a he was like a six round pick back then. I dread to think what DK cards going to cost when they come out on NT. Yeah, it's going to be because NT. Yeah, as we said, has the reputation of being like the uh, the high end of the high end, even just a tad below flawless. But to us, it, it, it's not. It's it, there it's are mid-tay- aspects of it. There are aspects of it which are, like we say, like you know. And I guess maybe that's a parallel chase unit, even though it's an auto. But like I said, there are aspects of it that, were, that, are, that are nice, but then there are aspects that are not. And you know, it's the same as when you're chasing flawless. Like I think probably the thing is: is a gem card effectively a non-auto parallel? And is there much of a chase on that? Because I don't think so. I think people just put them, try and sell them for a lot of money. I mean, I've seen people try to sell gem cards and like have to go rock bottom because nobody's really that interested in. In 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 the gem cards, um, but that's another. Oh, topic. No, you, you can you can pick up a gem card for twenty twenty five dollars of a yeah, no, of a sure. pretty decent player. You know, I'm sure Dan's got a few in his collection there because uh, who's a guy in the UK group who's, who's cracked open all his his Eli cards and sent them for grading? Right, right, right. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Good guy. I've dealt with him a lot, and so but yeah, he, he's got. The entire did he have the whole rainbow, Dan? He's got the rainbow, yeah. He's got the rainbow. He's got, he's got the rainbow, and, and he's and he's cracking them open and sending them for grading. Would would you do that in his position, Dan? Uh, I'd have never owned them. <laughs> I wouldn't have minded owning. I wouldn't have minded to own the rainbow just because it's an Eli Manning rainbow. However, I'm, I don't. I'm not doing gem cards. Um, my, my major argument with the with them is that the the gem itself's worth nothing. Um, you'll know I, I get that that silver um, Parcells card, um, and I was laughing about it with somebody in the week, and said, "Look, Parcells can go out and go nuts and go and shoot up hundreds of people in a shopping mall, and the value will absolutely plummet. Still full of silver, can only plummet so far. You, you know, at least that, at least with them, the, there is some sort of residual value. People are going nuts over these gem cards for a bit of plastic stuck on a card. It's ridiculous." Yeah, they are nice in themselves, but I wouldn't value them. I've I've got a few in my collection, but yeah, they're they're, they're just PC piece, uh, pieces though. It's yeah, f- is it April Flawless comes out, so I'm, I don't think I've I've seen the mock-ups of this year's one yet. I don't think they've released them, have they? I haven't I haven't seen them yet. I have seen much for um, 2020 score is as far as I've uh, is as far as I've got score. Well, yeah, you, 
you're quite a fan of the score, aren't you, Dan? So yeah, it's the first one in it. It's the first real product of uh, of 2020, as I like to call it. <laughs> I suppose so. But anyway, we, we all had to start somewhere. Do you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's my base set for this year. Score yeah. of service. Mm. So, boys, before we end, what are we going to be searching for over the next few weeks? Anything in particular we want to try and get hold of, Dan? Um, I'm expanding my interest a little bit, so I very nearly bought into a basketball break today. Um, it didn't happen but um, yeah I'm expanding my interest and having a look at baseball and basketball and stuff um, so that kind of, that's taking up a bit of my time at the minute you not invested in the NASCAR uh, phenomenon? <laughs> no I, I've got NASCAR cards though I've got NASCAR cards I'm reliably informed soccer's the next big boom really? Mm, apparently so the guys stateside are saying soccer's about to uh, about, about to, to blow up interesting Mm. Got your eye on anything at all, Ryan? Um, yeah, I, I got my on a few bits and pieces select from this year. I'm still trying to feel out some AJ stuff, and my desire to get a couple of Titans one of ones has stepped up a little notch recently. Um, so I, I'm trying to get hold of of something that I like, and still knocking around the old contenders and playoffs at the moment. So I need to, I actually need to catalogue what I've got. <laughs> probably a good place to start um and and then i'm going to move forward from there um but it's quite it will come back for the next show in two in a couple of weeks but it's quite a dangerous time to buy um because of free agency so like i'm not going to go out and rush out and going to go buy Derek henry auto in the next couple of weeks for example um because at the moment we I don't know whether we will be a Titan next season yet. So um, uh, just for people out there, just watch out. <laughs> uh, you know, anything can happen. Uh, it does affect the value, doesn't it? As we said yeah. before, when the draft comes around, I've sat and watched the Seahawks draft when they draft a player. Within a minute of his name being read out, I've normally bought three of his cards on eBay because th- they will double in price in the next 24 hours. So that, that is the way to do it. If you want to get your, I mean, contenders draft picks at that time, about what's available to you and, and a couple of Leaf products. If you want to get your initial cards, that's that's the way to do it when, when they draft someone. That's seven, eight weeks away. So that'll be something to watch. Anyway, so, yeah, I think over the next few weeks, uh, I've got my eyes on a couple of bits. Panini one, I'm done now because they're so expensive. I'm just, I'm keeping my eye, I'm watching cards on eBay now rather than buying them just to see just to watch Card Valley so I can keep an eye on the market and see what's going up and down. Uh, won't be investing much, as, as we know. I've spent uh, quite a bit of money on my car this week. So <laughs> that's a bit of a bugger. But anyway, shit happens, doesn't it? So I might get into the, uh, in the reconditioned turbo market for BMWs because they seem to be making a fair bit of bloody money anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it is what it is, I suppose. So, yeah, there we go. Right then, we've been going on now for... Oh, look at the clock blind me, about an hour and 20 minutes. So uh, Ryan might cut this down to about an hour and cut out most of me and Dan so we just get his combine <laughs> review. <laughs> and he didn't even mention how... Uh, oh, one final quiz question uh, for you, Ryan. Who won the XFL Player of the Week this year? This week, even. The legend, Jordan Tiamu. Do you think he'll get picked up by any NFL team? Do you know what? I... <sighs> 
just for me, I hope he does. Uh, just so I feel vindicated. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, 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 anyway, it will take us another half an hour for me to talk about Jordan's ammo and how pissed off I was that he didn't end up in the NFL team. So um, I hope so for him. I think he's a cracking lad and I, I think he's got something to offer and develop. So I'm really, really pleased he's doing well in the XFL. Excellent stuff. Right then, until episode 20, do we have any final words, gentlemen? Happy collecting. Thanks for listening, guys. Right, from me, Brian, and from the other two scoundrels, Dan and Ryan, been a pleasure as always. We'll be back in a couple of weeks' time with uh, episode 20 of Wax Gallery. Thanks for listening.